Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether it's cars, comics, video games, or violins, there's a little geek in all of us. It's time to give your geek a voice. It's time for Geek Therapy. Here's your host, Johnny Hamburger. Hi, geeks. Oh, I love you so much. Geeks rejoice. It is I, your fearless your fearless leader. That's not even true. I'm not the a leader of geeks. I am just a geek amongst you. Like I said from the very beginning, the very first show is that I'm I'm not here to to be an expert on anything. I'm here to explore with you. Uh my mind like many geeks minds goes from one thing to another, often in rapid succession, although we are able to focus on a few things intimately. Um, Like I said, I'm a geek about a lot of stuff, but I pay particular attention to, let's say, airplanes, uh, video games, computers, record players, audio stuff, like I've mentioned also before, my background is audio engineering. That's how I got started in all of this. Um, in radio, my radio background is a bit of, well, I would say I was born into it, but uh, from a very, well, not young age, but when I was looking into it professionally, I was persuaded not to do it. <laughs> uh this particular person who will remain unnamed but is related to me, he didn't say, don't do it. He just warned me of the quote-unquote realities, as he put it. The realities of getting into radio, the realities of getting into media in general. The mass communications wave crashed at the shore probably in the early 90s. So, when this person was riding the wave, he wrote it from, you know, the 70s to the early 90s. Made a, made a nice career out of it. But uh, it is a struggle nowadays. You, you know, you got a thousand channels on TV, more than that. You got a thousand channels on the radio with a satellite radio. It's hard to carve out, carve out your, your niche. What, how are you going to make your product marketable and stand out among this myriad and plethora of sources of information. And I struggle to say information because it's a lot of it is misinformation. And that is one reason why 
to bring it back around, I said from the very beginning, I'm not trying to be an expert on any one subject. I'm trying to learn with you. I don't want to give you misinformation. And if I do give information that some of you listeners are thinking, hey, I thought I read something a little different or, you know, a spec was a little bit different. I heard this processor had four megabytes of cache, not this three that you mentioned. Those are little tidbits of misinformation. So yes, call me out. We're all exploring together. I try to be pretty accurate. That brings me to something, it's not very geek-related, but since I do have this little soapbox here, I would like to, to mention it to everybody listening. It's for you to be aware of. The difference, there's a very big difference between commentary and news. Commentary is why is one of the leading contributors to this deep rift in our country currently it's not news the news isn't causing the divide it's the commentary on the news so let's say you've got fox news quote-unquote news or msnbc on both of those sources are heavily biased they are not news it is commentary we have a 24 7 cycle of commentary wrapped up under the guise of news. It's not news. I have been raised in a news household. What you're, if you got Fox or MSNBC or whatever, CNN on 24-7 on your TV, you're not being bombarded with facts. You're not being bombarded with news, who, what, when, where, and why. You are being bombarded with ideas. You are being bombarded with commentary. You are being bombarded by concepts of extremely entrenched biased uh, sources they do not care about getting things accurate because accurate isn't sexy you do not stay tuned to a quote-unquote news network because of the fascinating news you stay tuned because the commentary gets you riled up the commentary is sexy the commentary is is thought-provoking, for better or worse. But the point is to keep you glued to that TV to get you to the advertisement. It's all about saying whatever needs to be said to get you to the ad, to get you to the Tide commercial, to get you to the Nike commercial. And let's be honest, if you're watching 24-7 news networks, it's all advertisements for the little blue pill and golf and other issues that a certain demographic who might tune into those networks has. That's why all the talking heads on those networks are very young, attractive females followed by commercials <laughs> for little blue pills. It all makes sense. If you take your if you just take a step back and look at the big picture and seeing what you're being force fed, not even force fed. You're not forced to do anything. You're not forced to watch anything. You're not forced to listen to commentary. But if you take your if you take a step back and just look at it all for the big picture, it's really simple. It's really easy to see what it's all about. 
So just just keep that in mind. I've got nothing against Fox News specifically. I have nothing against MSNBC specifically or CNN or any of those outlets. I have nothing against commentary. What I do have something against is this commentary being packaged as news. That's all I'm saying. Just be aware of what you're consuming. And what I'm trying to do with this show from the get-go is to be an escape from all that rhetoric. You get bombarded all week with commentary. You get bombarded all week with 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 diatribe and commentary and discussion that's designed to get you pissed. So I'm trying to be a little bit of an escape from that. What I'm saying is not what I present to you on this show is not uh it's not inaccurate. It is actual subject matter that is real. It is real, you know, news. But it's if I'm talking about a video game or a computer, that doesn't matter. You know, really. Like it's 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 important and those industries are important. But I say it doesn't matter. What it really is is it's like an anchor in your life. It keeps you grounded. You know, if you just turn off the TV and go to your hobby, go to the thing that you geek out about, that's what keeps you sane. So it's not that it doesn't matter. It's just it matters because it doesn't matter. It matters because it is an escape. There, you're not going to somebody is not going to shoot somebody else because one person prefers an AMD processor versus an Intel processor. You can't get people riled up up enough about that to get physically angry at each other. One person uses an NVIDIA graphics card. Another person uses an AMD graphics card. No one's going to go to blows over that. And if they do, they're psycho. And honestly, if you go to blows over politics, you're psycho. The two people involved in an actual fistfight or violence over difference in policy? Psycho. Psychotic. I said it. So let's not get psychotic. Let's let's do let's indulge in our geeky fantasies. Let's indulge in our in our actual passions. Are you actually passionate about the commentary you're hearing twenty four seven on the quote unquote news? Have you been duped into being passionate about that? That's what causes the division in our, not just our country, all countries, all groups of people. We're all stuck together trying to figure it out. So I promise the rest of the show will actually focus on actually geeky things. Let's geek out together. Geek Therapy Radio on Facebook. Go like the page. I see you guys trickling in there. That's great. Keep going. Geek Therapy Radio on Facebook. Also, the website, geektherapy.com. Um, our podcasts are are, are different now. We're, we're going to be on uh, Spreaker, I believe, as, as well as other outlets. But you guys should really be listening to the podcasts. And uh, a shout-out to Black Coffee Radio, who comes on before me, who occasionally pimp my show from time to time. So I appreciate the boys over at Black Coffee Radio, Justin and Craig. Thank you. 
That's a smooch from the bottom of my heart. Let's hang out sometime. Let's be gentlemen companions to some sort of radio event. <laughs> Let's dress in suits and hold hands. And Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Whatever. More coming on Geek Therapy Radio. E3 was this week. The Electronics Expo. Oh, so much cool stuff came out of there. So let's get into it. You're listening to Geek Therapy. I am Johnny Hamburger. We will be right back with more GTR. Welcome back to Geek Therapy Radio. Johnny Hamburger, still. I still have not morphed into any other sort of creature. Still me. Still Johnny Hamburger. Anyways, E3 was this past week in Los Angeles at the, uh, I think it was at the LA Convention Center. Yes, it was. Los Angeles Convention Center. The Electronic entertainment expo and there i mean every e3 is is pretty sweet it's pretty sweet but uh this e3 i mean it was very exciting and one of these years maybe 2018 i'll actually be able to make it out to e3 you know and by that i mean maybe someone will sponsor me going out there i uh, on that note on the sponsor note i'm not going to say too much because who knows if it'll amount to anything, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm courting, I'm, I'm courting a sponsorship idea. I'm not going to give away any names because it might not amount to anything, but they came to me, which is pretty exciting. So we'll see how that goes. Obviously, if the next few shows you start hearing the sponsor mentioned, it went well and there was some radio coitus. <laughs> gosh you know when you start saying something like you start talking and like you it's just it's coming out of your mouth and you know you can't stop it that's what i just said with radio (sighs) coitus anyways e3 was amazing this year and i'm just gonna go right off the bat nintendo just smashed it nintendo's smashed Smash Brothers home run bat E3 out of the park. I always knew the Nintendo Switch was awesome. I don't have it yet. Um, it's still kind of early on. Maybe I'm waiting for the price to go down a little bit. I don't know. Uh, Street Fighter, a remake, of course, of Street Fighter came out for the Switch. I'm going to get a Switch. And now I have more reason than ever because... My current favorite game, and the only, and really the only game that I play at length these days, which at length for me is an hour or two, maybe, in one session. Actually, I play it maybe, on average, I probably play it for an hour, four days a week, maybe, so four hours a week I play this game. Rocket League! 
Rocket League is coming to the Nintendo Switch, and I can't wait. Cross-platform play. That means cross-platform is always, you know, it's on the PC and Xbox and PS4 as well. We can all uh, play with each other. Actually, I don't know if PC can play with Xbox, which doesn't make any sense because it's Microsoft and every... It's whatever. Um, It's cross-network play. It's going to be on the Switch also. And that's important because it means you just have a whole... You just have way more players to play with from all over the world. Although I will say, in an e-sport, and Rocket League is considered an e-sport, the sportiness of it is up for debate. I mean, there's... There's soccer, where you're running all over the place, actually burning hundreds of calories. And then there's playing a video game. I'm sorry, we can debate back and forth all day about the quote-unquote sport of playing video games. Yes, it gets your heart rate up. Yes, it gets the adrenaline pumping. Yes, you get sweating. But to me, just to me, it's a little bit of a stretch to call sitting in a chair... With the game controller in your hand and a headset on your ears, it's a little bit of a stretch to give it a sports moniker. It is awesome, and I love esports. I love what video games are becoming competitively. So, anyways, Rocket League is a competitive esport, and I bring that up because latency is an issue, and that's one thing I'm so, I'm. I'm curious about with the Rocket League port to the Nintendo Switch, because I believe it's all based on Wi-Fi. Now, I will say that 5 gigahertz AC Wi-Fi latency is a non-issue. When I play Rocket League, I am hardwired Ethernet into the modem to reduce latency as much as possible, and my latency is usually around 40 milliseconds, which is perfectly playable. It's almost unnoticeable. Um, but the switch over Wi-Fi, over Wi-Fi you are introducing new latency concerns. Uh, it could be, you know, if you're at 5 gigahertz and you're relatively close to the router because 5 gigahertz has not as much range as 2.4 gigahertz, you know, the bandwidth is is smaller, the wavelengths are smaller, and don't contain as much punch as a longer wavelength. 2.4 gigahertz is literally, tw- the wavelength is literally twice as long as 5 gigahertz, so that longer wavelength can really... Uh, picture a tsunami crashing into a building rather than many short little waves. That's kind of... We can, we can talk about Wi-Fi range in another show, maybe. But anyways, how is Rocket League going to be on the Switch? It doesn't matter. I'm going to get a Switch because of Rocket League. So I'm so happy Nintendo announced that. I mean, they also announced their new Mario game. They've also announced uh, a bunch of other awesome games coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, and I'm really happy because, like I said, when the Nintendo Switch was announced... I thought it looked like a winner. I thought it looked really cool. I thought Nintendo was going to do well with it because everything after the Wii 
well, everything after the Wii, the Wii U, didn't do so great. But Nintendo has always kind of thrown these hardware concepts at the fan and seeing what sticks, you know, with the, with the 3D technology, the 3D technology they first introduced into the Virtual Boy, which was a flop. Then they introduced 3D technology into the Nintendo 3DS, and the 3DS was not a flop, and it is not a flop, but the 3D feature was rarely used. I have a 3DS, and I love the 3DS, but I rarely ever use the 3D feature. It's just a gimmick. VR is not the same as 3D. And that brings me to my next sweat thing about E3. <laughs> that is PlayStation. While PlayStation did not introduce a upgraded version of the PS4, I mean, they did last year or a couple years ago with the PS4 uh, Pro, uh, which can handle 4K content. But while they didn't introduce new hardware this year, they didn't have to introduce new hardware this year. But they did hint at a new release of Shadow of the Colossus, which is my favorite game of all time because it's art. It is not a video game. It is art. As far as I'm concerned, it's a beautiful game. It will make you cry. It will make you cry. Ugh. In the most horrible, best way. Anyways, Shadow of the Colossus is possibly coming to PlayStation VR. And if anyone, as any of you have played Shadow of the Colossus, which you should, go get Shadow of the Colossus. It's been out since... When did S what two thousand five or six? Two thousand four? Maybe before that. It's over ten years old. Go get Shadow of the Colossus and then imagine playing that in virtual reality. The, basically the what you do in Shadow of the Colossus is climb these giant colossi, these giant monsters basically made out of earth and concrete that are just the size of skyscrapers. And you have to climb your way up there and basically take them down. That's going to be awesome in VR. Awesome in virtual reality. The last thing I'll mention about E3 in this in this uh, segment is that the Xbox, or the Xbox, Microsoft has released a new version of the Xbox, which is kind of, it's, it's funny. It would be funny if the hardware wasn't actually so decent. 12 gigabytes of RAM, way better GPU, actual 4K support. It's called the Xbox One X. I swear the naming conventions now in the marketplace for games and PCs and components and processors and hardware and game consoles is just ridiculous. We got this new Xbox coming out. What we're going to call it? Xbox One X. Very original. Very creative, Microsoft. But you know what? You done good. Because the new hardware is actually awesome. It's a little pricey for a console. 500 bucks. But it's... Oh, you can argue this as well. Arguably as powerful as a PC now. And Xbox does run Windows 10 on it. It's a it's a different skin, obviously. Um, but it... But, Underneath it all is it, it is based on Windows 10. If Xbox would just like Microsoft would just actually have a you know a stock 
ver, you know, be able to boot into a stock version of Windows 10 also, that'd be awesome. You wouldn't even need a PC. Just have your one console be everything. Who knows? Maybe that'll come later on. More Geek Therapy Radio to come. Maybe I'll touch on some more E3 stuff because it is so awesome. Maybe I'll move on to other things. But Geek Therapy Radio on Facebook, go like it. Go like it in this break. You got a smartphone on you, and if you're not driving, type in Geek Therapy Radio into... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your Facebook and go like it, and I'll love you back. So more Geek Therapy Radio to come. We are just getting into the middle of it. I was going to say started. We're not started. We're in the middle of it. More GTR to come. Uh, thank you again for bearing with my with my mouth as it says things before I think about them. More GTR to come. I'm Johnny Hamburger. Oh, man. Ooh, I remember the other thing I was going to talk about, E3. While the PlayStation... While the boys at Sony and girls at Sony did not release any new hardware, they launched... Well, they they played the trailer for a new Call of Duty game. And it's probably the first Call of Duty that I'm going to buy since Modern Warfare 4. Because... I'm sorry. Ugh, with the with the exception of Black Ops a little bit, every Call of Duty since Call of Duty 4 has been the same Call of Duty. Argue with me about that all day long. I don't care. Call of Duty used to be about uh, world wars, about history. It was historical. And not that Modern Warfare wasn't, you know... Middle East and Black Ops is uh, our involvement in Asia. But I've always thought me and many others like, wow, graphics has gotten graphics have gotten so great and gameplay has gotten so great in recent times that it would be awesome if the Call of Duty franchise went back to World War Two. And that's exactly what they did. And I know exactly why they did it. It's because Battlefield 1, which is another naming moniker that's just... It's not Battlefield 1. It's like Battlefield 17. It doesn't matter. Battlefield 1 goes back to World War 1. And it is a smash success. Battlefield 1 is not only an awesome game... Visually, it is just spectacular. And you know what? I'll say it right now also. One of the reasons why games have become so incredible, and like probably to me, just to me in my personal opinion, why Battlefield 1 is so amazing is the sound. 
I know there's probably a few of you who've played the game like, yeah, not in your head. Like, I didn't even realize. But yeah, the sound, like the gunfire and the clips and tanks and explosions, the sound of it all, the aural immersion has become so awesome. It used to be in video games, like a gun, a gunshot would be the same uh, gunshot noise, the same sound effect over and over. Whereas now, the Foley work is much better. The actual recorded noises of gunshots is much better. So every time you squeeze the trigger, it's a different actual gunshot recording. You know, if you squeeze the trigger of a gun five times, every single shot isn't going to sound exactly the same. There's little differences, little ways that the sound will bounce off objects around you, you know, reflections and stuff like that. That makes it sound different. And that's one reason why games are so awesome. So, Call of Duty going back to World War II with all the modern graphics and the modern game engines and modern sounds. That's one thing that basing games on, well, real, yeah, Blu-rays, high-capacity Blu-ray discs affords you i i struggle to say that's one thing that having all that space affords you is all the sound effects and all the visuals because games aren't entirely based on consoles they are but you know with steam and on your pc you're not bound to actual disc space final fantasy 13 on pc is something like 60 gigs and that's not even the biggest game it's like 50 or 60 gigabytes and that's just for the cutscenes. That's just for the cutscenes. That's not for the actual gameplay. It's for the little movies that play every five seconds during the game. Anyways, so World War II, back in the Call of Duty franchise, it's going to be awesome, and I'm going to buy it, and I cannot wait. And of course, in addition to announcing Rocket League on the Switch, Nintendo showcased Super Mario odyssey which looks amazing switch how sweet the switch all right it looks awesome uh playstation announced god of war again is this it has it has kratos fighting norse gods now god of war is also an amazing franchise it's very satisfying if you play god of war you know what i mean it's just just a great game but here's the big thing about e3 we got a better look at amd's threadripper cpu and i'll get into the specs and you know and what we know now there's we don't know a whole lot about it now we don't know uh like its price for instance we don't know every single detail about it but we got to look at the physical chip this year and that's one of my favorite things about it it it's as big as the palm of your hand it is a huge cpu and basically what amd did is they just took you know took two eight core ryzen chips and slapped them together like if you look at the if you look at the bottom of the cpu there's a divide between all the uh, pins uh 
so basically they took they took two a core chips and they put them together and now it's it's up to 16 cores with 32 threads and 64 pcie lanes so let's talk about that for a second oh okay anyways memory it's quad channel memory um, for anybody who likes to delid their CPUs to get better thermals, um, you can't do that because it uses a solder thermal interface. So delidding is not going to be easy. It's going to be on the X399 platform. Um, but yeah, let's get back to the 64 lanes of PCIe. The average person is not going to need that many lanes of PCIe. You know, your graphics card in there is going to chew up eight lanes. And really modern graphics cards, let's use the the GTX 1080 Ti. There is no difference in gaming between using eight PCIe lanes versus the maximum 16 PCIe lanes that the 1080 can use. There's no difference in gaming performance. I don't honestly know how that translates to productivity, though. I, I would imagine that uh, uh, PCIe 16X versus 8X does make probably a significant difference in, let's say, encoding a video or different processes that are GPU dependent. The extra bandwidth from going from 8X to 16X PCI Express lanes probably probably does for sure make a difference. But here's... In addition to just the sheer size of Threadripper, and the na- also the name is awesome, Threadripper, you know it's going to be cheaper than Intel's uh, flagship Core i9, which is like 2000 bucks. So Threadripper with 16 cores, I'm guessing, I am just guessing it's going to be at or under $1,000. That's my guess. I wouldn't be surprised if it was 1500 but something tells me it's going to be at or around possibly a little below 1000 i think it's 155 watt tdp so in modern terms it's a toasty it's a toasty mother but that's still really efficient look at the size of this chip and considering that not too long ago even chips with uh much smaller footprints were putting out 155 watts or over you can still you can still get you know quad core intel chips that are putting over you know putting around 100 watts so the fact that you have two eight core chips smacked together and the total tdp is 155 watts that's actually pretty good and you're not going to be churning and burning at 155 watts the whole time if you're rendering out a video or you're rendering out uh a 3d project yes you will be burning it's think of it as basically a 100 watt candle and a 60 watt 100 sorry 100 watt light bulb and a 60 watt light bulb that's how much heat is being put out by the chip so it's it's a lot for the heat sink to handle under full load but this thing's gonna get the heat sink's gonna be massive just for the sheer size of the chip the heat sinks are gonna be huge and I would bet dollars to donuts that most of them are going to be water-cooled anyways. I know for sure if I do a Threadripper build, I usually stray away from liquid cooling because I am a silence freak. 
And while liquid cooling is by no means loud, the little pump noise, it's like a fish pump, like, a, you know, in a fish tank where you have uh, the water, the water pump, or like you have those cat water bowls that automatically circulate water or those little fountains. You can hear the pump noise all the time inside the case. And it's enough to drive me crazy, but it doesn't matter if I'm going to do a Threadripper build. It's going to be liquid cooled because I'm going to want that chip to be as frosty as possible while I get as salty as possible when I lose matches in Rocket League, which will be a severe underutilization of Threadripper. Anyways, more Geek Therapy to come. Final segment. What are we going to talk about? Let's geek out about some some uh, some random things. Some randos. More Geek Therapy Radio to come. As always, take this break if you're not driving to go to Geek Therapy Radio on Facebook and like it. Also, go subscribe to the podcasts of, of your. I've been doing them. They're all there. You can listen to like 12 hours straight of Geek Therapy Radio if you can stand it. That might be someone's heaven, might be someone's hell. Either way, we'll be back. More GTR. I'm Johnny Hamburger. Welcome back to Geek Therapy. Did you know that the United States is going to get a total solar eclipse this year? That's right. A total solar eclipse is going to... Carve right through the beating heart of the United States. And I am going to Missouri to see it. Uh, The best city to view it in, arguably, would be Columbia, Missouri. Um, But I'm not sure. We might stay in Branson and then make the drive up, you know, that day to see the eclipse. But uh, yeah, I'm going to Missouri. Missouri. It's the show me state if I'm remembering that correctly. But yeah, we're going up there to see the eclipse. I'm going to bring my telescope, even though it's not entirely necessary. And let me just say right off the bat, a telescope with a hearty solar filter on it, because you do not... If you put your eye to the eyepiece of a telescope aimed at the sun, it will laser beam right through the back of your skull. That's, you know, when you uh, take a magnifying glass and you and you burn some wood with it or burn some paper, it's it's exactly like that, but times like thousands. It will de. It's not just going to make you blind. It will physically destroy your eyeball. You will need to go to the hospital. You will be bleeding out of your eye socket. You know, Cyclops of the X Men, how he can shoot lasers out of his eye. Uh. That's that's going to be what the sun would do to your head if you looked at the sun through a telescope without a solar filter. So I'm super excited about that. What, uh, August August 21st, I believe. But let me double check on that. Um, yep, August 21st, 2017. That's going to be a fun trip. And I don't know how long I'm going to go. Do I want to spend a week in Missouri? Outside of the solar eclipse... Do I want to take that much vacation time to stay in Missouri? And I'm sure Missouri is beautiful. And I'm sure if you're listening in Missouri, you probably think the same thing about Houston. But 
there is a difference between the fourth largest city in the United States and one of the biggest states in the United States, Texas and Missouri. Nothing against Missouri, but I'm stoked. That's going to be awesome. I've only seen uh, partial solar eclipse. I saw it a few years ago driving to work. It was pretty sweet. The moon moved into view and it covered maybe a quarter of the sun at sunset. So the sun was real low on the horizon. So it looked huge and you could kind of look at it without burning your eyeballs. And then the moon moves into it. And when the moon is low on the horizon, you you know how huge the moon looks. So it was like that. It was really cool. I took a picture of it. I don't know where the picture is. Uh, The picture is not that impressive, but it's still pretty cool. So I am stoked to see a full-on solar eclipse, a full blotting out of the sun, August 21st, 2017, in Missouri. In other news, Elon Musk has released a 15-page manifesto, if you want to call it that. Uh, That's kind of... The word manifesto has certain negative connotations for me, even though in it in itself, it's manifesto doesn't mean anything negative, really. But anyways, Elon Musk has published his 15 page manifesto on how to get humans to Mars, not just how to get humans to Mars, but to how to make us a truly interplanetary species. How do we set up not just an outpost on Mars but an actual city on Mars where entire generations can be born and live out their lives. Um, And apparently he goes into some, it's it's published in the journal New Space, and it's available apparently for free until early July. But anyways, there's not a whole lot of new information in there, although he does go into some relatively intricate detail about the challenges of not only getting us to Mars, but how to set up base on Mars and the cost per person. So that's it's very interesting. I'm not all the way through it, but it's a very interesting read. And the whole thing still is is scary to me. Like, would I do it? You know, if they said, do you want to go be the first person to live on Mars for the rest of your life? depends who can i bring am i going to have to go live there like a monk or can i can i bring bay can she come with me that would be an easier sell and then even and even then bay would have to agree hey you want to move away from your family not just a couple hundred miles away but do you want to move out into outer space where your family can't really come to visit that's that's going to be a hard sell. It's going to be a very particular individual that's going to be the first human to just live there. That kind of isolation. Uh, it's 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 scary to think about. It's scary. Remember the movie The Martian? With Matt, was it Matt Damon? Yeah. Matt Damon. That was a great movie. Scientifically and just for the adventure, that was great, but there was that oh, it was scary thinking I'm the only person on this planet. <sighs> Crazy. Am I going to be one of the first people to die on Mars? What about the first person to 
be born on Mars. Interesting. So, but there's a lot of challenges, and in 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 Musk's manifesto, he he outlines all of it pretty pretty decently. Like I said, it's a it's a decent read. So, uh, I recommend go uh, looking it up and checking it out. I guess the last thing I'll touch on in this this week's geek therapy radio is e-cigarettes and vapes, and in particular how healthy they are that's not the that's not the best way to put it it's not how healthy they are it's how less destructive are they than cigarettes um i've had a few people since the conception of my show you know wonder hey getting sponsored by vape shops might be low-hanging fruit they're popping up all over the place. I'm sure a lot of them will be looking for, looking to sponsor, looking to get the word out about their about their brick and mortar business. I bet you could get sponsored by a lot of vape shops. Here's the thing: no, um, I'm not saying a 100% no. I'm saying a 99.9999999 repeating no, because the jury is still out on vapes. Yes, they are less harmful than cigarettes. Yes, they are a wonderful tool to get people to stop smoking cigarettes. But it's still early. We don't know. And I don't, I don't necessarily want to take on uh, potentially dirty money. And I don't, it's not really dirty money. People can do whatever they want. Like being, selling cigarettes, it's, it's up to the consumer. I mean, it's not... I'm not putting a gun to anybody's head uh, if I was to sell cigarettes, but it's still just, it's it's still, there's a kind of, it could be an icky feeling. I don't want to promote something you inhale. It's the same reason why geek therapy is never going to be about marijuana consumption. You are free to do whatever you want to do. Same with cigarettes. Smoke cigarettes if you want. Smoke cigars. Um... I'm never going to geek out about, you know, the sort of thing you imbibe into your lungs. My talk about microbrew, my talk about beer, and some of, and some might say, hey, that's that's uh, being a hypocrite because beer kills people. People get drunk and they kill people drinking beer versus people smoking weed. They don't they don't kill people smoking weed. Yes, true, but it's it's just different. It's just different. I'm not going to talk about doing illegal drugs on my show. And I am probably not going to take on any vape shops as a sponsor because, again, jury's still out. Vape could be deadly. It's probably not. It is probably not. But still, we're still in that gray area now. We're still figuring out exactly what vaping does to you. I've got a vape. I use it occasionally. I don't feel like I have had cigarettes and there's, there's no comparison. Like, vaping doesn't doesn't compare anyways that's enough for geek therapy radio this week i hope you enjoyed it i love all of you remember you're very valuable you're very capable even if you if you doubt yourself that's that's all in you basically and we have these negative people in our lives who might doubt us because they hurt on the inside so if someone is hurting you it's because they are hurt so so think about them maybe say a little prayer for them 
maybe reach out to them in a compassionate way. If someone's hurting you, it's because they are hurt themselves, usually. So, be a voice of compassion in this world, and you'll be all right. I promise. I love you. You're my geek. Thanks for tuning in. More Geek Therapy next week. I had fun. I'm having fun on these shows. I hope you are, too. My name's Johnny Hamburger, Geek Therapy Radio on Facebook. See you later, my geeks. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.